<laughs> we back. <laughs> we back. I got that from this fucking video. I saw this fucking video a couple days ago. It was a t- yeah, fucking app, TikTok. Have you heard of that I, shit? I've heard of it, yeah. Oh, my fuck. I got this fucking... I saw this ad of this fucking kid. Usually, I don't give a shit about ads. I want to skip them immediately. This fucking kid's on there, and he's like, Hey, guys. You may have seen this shit. He's like, Hey, guys. Uh, this is my voice. One week in Alabama. And then he comes back to the... And he's in front of a mirror. He's like, Hey, y'all. This is my voice. One month in Alabama. <laughs> he, come, he comes back. He says... What the fuck is that? Hey y'all, that's my boss. One uh one year in Alabama. Or some bullshit <laughs> like that. But the best part is he comes back and instead of saying like this is my voice one year, two year, he, he comes to the exact <laughs> I'm probably gonna fucking wake up Libby. Which one of y'all cocksucking some bitches fuck my cousin? Or something to that effect. <laughs> fucking kill me, dude. Uh anyway. Uh yeah, we're gonna talk about experience today. Particularly your experiences, first-time experiences, I suppose specifically, and um, yeah, how they shape us, how how they mold us, where we make fatal, humiliating errors and go on to learn from those, in a sense. So, specifically, I guess we'll start with when. Yeah, I remember you telling me the first job you ever had, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll start there. Go ahead. Uh, hit, hit all right, that. so the very, very first job I had. I'm trying to remember what, how old I was at this point. I think I was 22 or 23. First time I got a job. Because uh, I never I never worked before before that age. Always just coasting. Uh, but then I, I got this job working at a place called Pricemart. It's kind of like Sam's Club, where you just go in and buy everything in bulk. So my job there was to pretty much just go pick up the shopping carts people leave behind and just bring them back to the store. Pretty basic job. Paid surprisingly well for uh, Aruba, like 10 florins an hour. That would kind of be, I would say, like $6 an hour minimum wage, probably in the U.S. Yeah, it's trash. Continue. Yeah, but for here, it's pretty good. Most places pay, pay you less for uh, per hour. But anyway, uh, so it was like it was like an easy job, like as easy as it can be. Just walk around, grab shopping carts, people leave behind. No real hard work behind it. Uh, and I stayed there for a total of four days before I decided, no, nah, I don't want this. I quit. Yeah. Now, now, there were like several reasons why I kind of did this shit. Uh, first and probably the biggest reason, uh, I was being a lazy piece of shit who thought of himself too good, too good to push carts, too good, too good for to walk around in the hot sun grabbing shopping carts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second reason was because a crazy girl. A crazy woman knew where I worked, so, <laughs> and uh, she showed up at my workplace. So, kind of like two things. Well, what was the context of that? Did she have like a crush on you, or was uh, it like yes, effect? Okay, yeah, I remember that. We'll, we'll we'll get into that at another time. Yes, we will. Another story. Yeah, we'll we'll go into it 
for next yeah. next time on Dragon Ball Z, guys. Next yeah, time. Next on Dragon time. Ball. Next time. Thirty fucking episodes deep or some <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I feel like this. I wanted you to bring that up because I feel like this is a recurring theme. It kind of sets the stage, uh, and I'm sure there are earlier examples, but I feel that that kind of is a great precursor of of what was to come with your patterns and behaviors. And I think a lot of people, not just you, you're you're obviously sort of the guinea pig in this uh, example, but people tend to go down this route where they start off, and I've said this in my book, <laughs> uh, Again, it's out there for y'all who want to get it on Amazon. Raw, and Mitchell Moxley. Check this, me out. And this, and this is not a shameless plug. This is not legit. at all. Not at all. This no. is legitimate. Not shameless. Completely legit. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I say this kind of near the end of the book, where we sort of start out with this arrogance in life, strangely, you know. And this isn't this isn't new news. It's not, It's an old adage. The less you actually know, the more you think you know. And then the more you come to know, the less you realize you know. You know something to that effect. So you start out, like you're saying, you have this shitty job, though by all accounts for, for your experience, or rather lack thereof, it's really not that bad. No. It could be a lot worse. It it's, was, it's decent. It's yeah, decent. it was a good startup job for anyone. Like, this was like, yeah. for anyone who was just starting up to get the... Uh, who was just getting into the workforce for the first time? It was a good job. You know, it, the hours were pretty good, pretty easy, paid well, uh, relatively for anyone in that uh, situ- situation. Yeah, could be worse. And, could be worse. Yeah, could be worse. It literally could be worse. Yeah, much, much worse. So the point yeah. is, though, not to harp on the on the job. You you get this shitty job, but that's and Louis C.K. had a bit on that. You know, why why the fuck? Yeah, I want fifteen dollars an hour to flip burgers. Blah blah blah. Well, you know, you have that shitty job for a reason. It's because that's what you're qualified for. You're not qualified for anything above that. You need to prove yourself. And yet, this is a recurring theme throughout your, you know, a lot of your development as a person. And I remember when I first met you, it was a lot like that. And again, this is indicative of a lot of people. They know so little. They have so little experience, yet they feel somehow that they deserve so much more. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm too good to push this cart. To push this fucking cart, despite the fact that I've contributed nothing to society, I'm too good for it. People yeah. think this way all the time, and then again, that sort of is is the prologue, yeah, as it were, to, yeah. to this behavior. And, yeah, and just for like everyone to know, like so far in my life, I've only had, I've had four jobs, two of them that I've quit by my own accord, one that I was fired, and one that I'm still at currently. Yeah. And it all like, I'll I will say this. Go looking back at my previous work experiences leading up to now, there is a clear sign of an evolution in my character from every one of those experiences. Yeah, and a lot of it, again, has to do with this cycle that I think everyone experiences. Human nature, where as I described in said book, aforementioned book, this sort of embryonic arrogance, as I put it specifically, just where you start out, you just shoot out the fucking womb. And I mean, as soon as they scrub the fucking placenta off, somehow you think you know better. You know the most. You're the smartest fucking creature in the room. 
you know. Yeah. And as you get older and as life beats the shit out of you, you realize you're a fucking idiot, you know. And that's when you truly learn the most. Again, we know this. This is common knowledge. But it's the experience of it that goes on to shape us. It's, it's the humbling of life, the humbling of, you, of yourself from life. So you start out, have this shitty job. I'm too good for this. I'm going to push carts. All the while, you're, you're going nowhere in life. Like, again, and this is a story I've seen many times before. It's like you, you have all the markings of, like, I'm not doing so hot in my life, but somehow I'm better than this, yeah. and I know it. So Oh, again, yes. Oh, yeah. At that point in my life, I was needlessly arrogant. I had nothing really to my name. Like, uh, I've not, and I'm not, not talking about like championships or anything, but like, literally, as a person, I haven't really done anything education wise. I was at the same school at this point for uh, four years, maybe five. But you should have been going done into five already, right? Yeah, it's three years, I believe. Yeah, like it was a three, three year course, and I was already like way behind, you know, way behind. Okay, and so. And right. like here I was, and I would give, and I got this job, and I got this job, and just doing it, like I just didn't didn't feel like it. I, I really didn't. It's like, and also like vacation. It was around this uh, November when I was working there, so it was around the the we were entering the holiday season. Uh, school was almost done for me. I just got this job, and. Like from the moment I took it, I already didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like, I did not like the idea of pushing cars, you know, because I just felt like I was too good for that shit. There was no real reason for me to believe. Yeah, I feel like, like we're rolling in circles here. Yeah. We, it's anyway, been established so, that you hate the job. You found, you find anyway, the job so, manual, you think you're too good for the job. Yeah. You know. So after four days, I decided to quit because I obviously, you know, reasons I, we just established. So I quit, and I thought I was going to get another job relatively fast, something that I would enjoy much more, but that didn't really happen. It took many, many, many months before I even found anything else. And because of that, like, I had to, like, kind of, like, realize, oh, shit, I fucked up. But the moment I really understood how much I fucked up was when I got my second job. My second job was working for a local movie theater of mine called uh, The Renaissance. Uh, I was working at uh, one of the branches here on the river. I was hired for something I actually did want this time. This time around, they did hire me for the job I wanted, which was uh, the ticket boot salesman, cashier. Because it was a much more simpler job and something that Really, just required me to work with my brains and and handle money and handle guests. But when I got there, they didn't give me that position right away, and instead they put me as an usher, where I would just take tickets and clean up the movie theater after every movie. Now this time around, I did do a much better job of sticking it out, but I stayed there for probably a month and a half before I decided to quit again. And at that point, it was because the reason why I wanted to quit there was because I wasn't getting what I wanted. I wanted the job of working in ticket booth salesman. Mm -hmm. But they put me working as a job as an usher. 
And anytime I would approach them about it, they'd always kind of like give me the reason why not yet, not yet, not yet. Mm-hmm. So after a while, I just said, all right, fuck it. I'm just leaving again. And I quit. I pretty much went to their main office, gave them my uniform, told them, okay, I, I quit. I'm not working here anymore. Now, I did have some legitimate complaints with the, the way they were managing stuff, but for a lot of it, it really was just a case of not getting my way. Yeah. And it, it definitely cost and me that. Again, all of this to, to sort of eke away from all of the fucking boring details that really don't matter. The logistics oh, yeah. of it, the, the logi- I mean, you're setting the backdrop here, but the logistics of it are you started out young, fucking super arrogant, you're an ace, you're hot shit, your dick's 20 inches long. I, sh- I deserve this. I'm entitled to this. I should get what I want. And then you're just like, well, I'm not getting what I'm on. I'm, I'm fucking out of here. I'm out of here. Okay? Yeah. Even though you weren't really entitled to shit, you didn't earn anything. You didn't deserve anything. What makes you think you're really even, well, you don't have any experience. You have no leverage. Yes, you were promised a position, sure, but still. Yeah, you know, when you have no, you have no. It does no not leverage. really excuse it. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So there's people who get up and fucking scrape and scrimp every day, doing something that they absolutely fucking hate just yeah. to to survive. So anyway, this leads so, leads down a path where eventually, yeah. You so come here, over here, yeah. So after I left that job, it did. The next thing that happened. This was one of the big defining moments here. Was the first trip. To North Carolina. It was more. It was just a week vacation, and just in that one week, it kind of like felt like so much had happened uh, for me personally, at least. Because it was where I going in, I thought I had a, a, at least a perception of myself where I wasn't fat. I was a big guy, but I wasn't fat. That. You know, I could get uh, an American woman more, much more easily than because I could you because you were a foreigner. You felt like because yeah. I'm a foreigner, I've got it. I've got it yeah. in my back pocket. No yeah, problem. pretty much, yeah. pretty much. And then being in that environment, what the thing is, it wasn't even that the revela- the revelation came during that week because you said it yourself that. You observed a lot of bad behaviors of mine during that that one week, but you didn't say anything because it, I was on, I was there on a vacation, and you yeah, wanted me to have I didn't want to kill your buzz. I didn't want to kill yeah. your buzz. So I did as pretty much as I wanted to. Oh yeah, you're you in know, hog heaven. You're and, in hog fucking heaven, dude. But like I remember, like I do remember coming to blows with Brad though at the. Oh my god! That fucking fancy and that restaurant. Yeah, in yeah, that restaurant. Y'all, remember... y'all came to a fucking head a couple times. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but pretty much what happened was we, I think the day before, we went. Went out to we a bar. Went, we went to the bar. We went to. Bulls. Yeah, we went to Bulls, the bar. Bulls. And... and this girl, and this girl asked me if I wanted a drink. Like, she offered me a drink. She already had it. She offered it to me. And it was just kind of like. The whole interaction was just funny. I pretty much said, no, I don't want it. Don't know what she did with it. 
She's like, uh, I didn't do anything. I just, I, I'm just offering you. Like, yeah, I, I don't trust it. You could have, you could have drugged it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Look, the girl, the, the main. Look, yeah, you're missing the being, fucking pretext. But yeah, the but point being, point being, Brad point being. All right, all right. Point being though, is I talked to this girl and I thought I was hot shit that I could have bagged her, but I didn't. And then I bragged this to, I bring this up to Brad. Tell, him, yeah, I could have probably had sex with that girl if I wanted to, and he got so fucking pissed me. And he just kind of like that. You think you you really think you could have actually banged that girl, the way with the way you look. You really think that? And I, at the moment, I didn't pay it too much attention because I just didn't care. Like I just hearing it from him, I just played it off as like, uh, oh, he don't know what he was talking about. Like yeah. he didn't. But Again, then, after- but you're missing a very vital chunk of this information. What? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why I'm trying to interrupt you like five times. The most important part to this fucking story is that he knows her and yeah. he tried to fuck her and failed. Yeah. And if you don't know, for context, Brad, friend of mine, is an incredibly handsome, chiseled bastard. Yeah, no Brad homo, Brad. Brad. Yeah. But, you know, he's a handsome fucking guy, takes care of himself. He's in great fucking shape. The dude is like a fucking amateur boxer, you know, like this dude's. I mean, Jesus fuck. I mean, he's he's got some numbers to to say the least. It's terrifying. So, Association. you know, he's he had talked to this girl. I, I don't know this young lady, um, but he talked to her. We were in this bar. He's talking to this girl, and, and you were talking to her. But he he mentioned so you go up to her, and oh man, wow, just so much went wrong. I'm trying to phrase it all in according because my brain is exploding with with hilarity and glee over how autistic this entire encounter was so to try to because you did explain it on a base level but to just sort of add a little uh depth to it again you're talking to this girl she offers you a drink that's true but she she had just an extra drink they accidentally gave her an extra drink she didn't need it she didn't want it you're standing right next to us right next to her she asked if you want it no, I don't want it. You may have poisoned it, which, okay. <laughs> Why she's out to get you specifically, we'll never know. I don't know. But You will be crazy. But uh, you deny it. She's like, okay, that's weird. And then she just fucks off and uh, does her thing. Then, you know, you turn to Brad. You tell her this. You tell him this. You got that part right. But then he goes on to tell you. He didn't just say, you really think you could have got her looking like that, blah, blah, blah. He said, I don't fucking think so, dude. I talked to that girl and she wouldn't even fuck me. Okay. She rejected him. And yeah. then, and again, you can't say, well, you know, I'm more charming in my personality. You, you exchanged like three words with her and you were an asshole and told her, fuck off. I don't want your drink. You could have poisoned it. I really doubt you laid the fucking charm on her. Okay. So Brad really tried to fuck this girl and she just wasn't having it. She later went on to have a kid and stuff. And I, you know, I don't know her situation. It really doesn't matter. But you're just like, yeah, I could have fucked her. And he's just like, that's when he got pissed because he said, no, I tried and failed. What makes you think you could? And this is what you said. You said, well, because I'm not you. Just because you failed doesn't mean I'll fail. I'm different. You know, I'm, I'm my own man, blah, blah, blah. Like you just fucking you had it in the bag. And at this point, yeah, you were totally, completely unaware and inexperienced, which is, again, the fucking key word of this entire thing. It's like fucking Sesame Street. Word of the day, experience. So you you don't have the experience to understand how badly you misjudged this situation 
and you're just like, no, nah, fuck, I, I could have easily did that. You're like 250, acting like a complete fucking buffoon. Also, and- I had, also, I still, I had my really bushy bird's nest hair. Oh, God, it was awful. Your hair was terrible, dude. It, I told you that was. a thousand times, and you swore by it. You were like, no, nah, no, nah, man, I like my hair grown out. It looks good. It looked awful. <laughs> It, it looked it fucking did. terrible. It, it took it terrible. Did. And then, and then. I love my hair, but. It remember, remember the one really hot girl that was talking to you? She was like a blonde or something, little tiny blonde girl or something. Oh, yeah. 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 She was okay. uh, friends with Holly. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking, you're talking to uh, this girl. And, yeah, she's been, was... and this girl's like a fucking nine or ten, dude. Like, you know, I don't yeah, even we think were, I'm gonna be able yeah, to. Yeah, we were t- we were talking, and she kind of like walked away. She said she'd come back, but never did. And I was like, yeah. kind of, like oh my god, upset with that, dude. Right, I, I'll never forget that. That was, I believe, that was all in one night. It's the same night, and she's talking to you politely, yeah. and she's just trying to be nice, you know. And it's very obvious, and I'm not saying anything. You know, it's cool. She's just being polite but i mean this again i'm not saying it's fucking implausible and impossible that she would fuck with a guy like you but you know this part i kind of think it was impossible yeah but back then you didn't because again you're inexperienced in your brain you're like i'm hot shit i'm a foreigner people want this act yeah also i just had also i just had like a very skewed and warped idea of how i really looked yeah you i don't think you really understood how big you were how bad your social skills were and how genuinely inexperienced you were you were totally ignorant to it you know and again this leads back to shit we've discussed prior which i don't want to dive too much into i said that before we started recording like childhood it really has a tremendous toll man where you were fucking isolated for so long and you didn't have all the experiences you're supposed to have as a child around all these people that you just are fucking completely socially oblivious you know, so you're coming in there like a fucking bull in a china shop. This girl's very clearly being polite to you, talking to you, being nice. She says, hey, I'm going to get up and well, I'll be back. And then she goes off and starts talking to these dudes who are like handsome as fuck, you know, and you were fucking livid. You were absolutely livid about this shit. You didn't give a shit about the other girl who offered the drink. You didn't care about her. You were so pissed about this hot girl blowing you off. And you come up to me and start ranting. Fucking yep. steam coming out your ears. That fucking bitch. She bleh, 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 bleh. like you. I don't know out. if I called her a bitch though. You uh, what? You were heated, my friend. He heated. Yeah, so I don't know if I you, then her. you go out there to Brad, who's macking on these two hot ass girls, talking to his fucking dealer at the time, <laughs> and you start talking about it out there to him, and yeah. then then you cock block him, and these girls like dissipate. I mean, they fucking vanish into thin air. And I honestly he, do feel a lot of shame for that. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't know he was uh, macking on those on on girls. Yeah, but again, that. it's the uh, it's the inability to like read the situation. Listen, yeah, but honestly, listening to that shit, like, I really like <laughs> listeners. I I really do feel tremendous shame at uh, yeah. my own behavior from that. Yeah, I mean it's and I mean look, I've had don't don't. Get me wrong, friend. I have fucking been there. I remember specifically when I went out with this one girl. And I knew that she liked me. Okay. I knew that she liked me. I knew for a fucking fact she liked me. And I just felt like I had it in the bag. I knew this girl had like a crush on me and stuff. And not to be arrogant. I mean, she told me. I knew that she did. She made it clear as day. What's not conjecture, she told me to my face. 
And so, you know, we went out a couple times. First time went well. Second time, I was just such a pompous ass, just such a disgustingly arrogant prick that I just was condescending. And I was a fucking asshole. Like, I would spit in my face for how I acted back then. Just a fucking prick. And she blew me off. She never talked to me again. I mean, I eventually apologized. And, you know, we were going to meet up again. But, you know, it just dissipated. Not that no particular reason. You know, I mended fences for sure. But, uh, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there. And I've certainly had my bumps. And I, I'm pretty fucking appalled by some of my past behavior. I mean, we could, all can say that. But I just find your journey especially interesting. And that's why I'm kind of honing in on you. It's not to, like, beat the shit out of you. It's It's really just because your case is so specific and unusual in the sense that you grew up in Aruba and then you're coming here. It's a totally different world. And you have this preconceived notion that it's like, and as I said, before we started recording, it's sort of like the opposite effect of what those of you two or three that decide to listen to this, uh, the opposite effect of the recording I did with Brad a few weeks ago, when we were talking about traveling and this and the other, where when he left North Carolina, Brad was, and he would, he would acknowledge this himself if he were sitting here, was extremely humble. Brad, you know, while he's a good-looking dude, he's charming, this, that, and the other, he, he didn't make a lot of money. And it's not because, you know, he's a smart guy, he's capable. He, he just had his fucking nose to the grindstone. He didn't make much money. He, he eked by week to week, had a shitty apartment. You know, when I'd go over his apartment, he didn't have heating. We'd just open the fucking stove and warm ourselves by stove stove heat <laughs> he was that broke you know so we he, he was a very humble and uh he had a he, he was very humble he had a lot of humility and so when he left his expectations were low and he when he got to china he his head swelled entirely and again, he acknowledges this if you go back and listen to uh, our prior recording we were talking about his experiences in china we we're talking about traveling and he acknowledged that he went over there and because he's white, he just sort of like dominated everything, you know, sexually and socially and all this stuff. So his ego swelled. So he, he had sort of the, uh, the reverse approach to you, which is why I find talking about your situation to be so interesting uh, when you know, you know, it really makes more sense if you listen to both recordings, by the way, uh, because it, it's sort of two sides of, a, of the same coin where he had that reverse impact. He he left very humble, very, very little ego. I mean, very, very little. And his expectations were low. He went over there. He had a lot of success. And, you know, he's about to go back in a week or so. And he'll probably have a lot of success still. It'll be interesting to see how he reacts to it now that he's been back in America for a bit. And it swelled his ego. He could get any girl, do get any job, up, up, anything. You know, he always had priority. You just cut people in line, cut, cut them off. It doesn't fucking matter. Like he, he, he just got to live sort of like a fucking king. Um, and with you, it's the, it's the reverse, you know? So he went from no ego to all ego. You went from completely unwarranted ego to holy fuck, I'm shattered. <laughs> yep. And, but, and well, that, that came was around first, too. What, well, that was, yeah, that was the first time you were here. And, yeah, you didn't – and I remember prior to me – that was the first time I met you physically. I mean, we obviously – we've known each other for almost 10 years. And the first time you came here was like, what, th three years ago, something like that? Uh, four years ago now, I think. Yeah, it's it's been a while. So you went – you came over here and – yeah, I think it was a very humbling experience for you. You came over here fucking – 
hot, not so much hot ass. Yeah, but look, you came over here really coming in hot. Like you, yeah. you had. Oh your yeah, shit. I went, I went in hot the first time around. Oh wow, just I mean but, this like, motherfucker showing up. Like y'all gotta understand, he's talking about. You know, I knew he was a little chubby. He's like, yeah, I'm a little chubby, like two twenty. This motherfucker coming in like a hot two fifty, straight up. Yeah. And I'm like, chubby? What? What the fuck? What kind of fucked up definition of chubby y'all talk about? That is fucking fat, bro. Yeah, His dude, like hair is all messy and haphazard. Fucking wearing I, I like shitty ass clothes. Oh. I had the fat girl on dating side syndrome. Oh, where Lord, absolutely. Like, That's a great you, way of putting it. Where you put, where you put, curvy. But when you're real, but you yeah, put curvy yeah. when you're actually. This motherfucker. Remember when you put curvy as your body type? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you put fucking curvy on your dating profile, man. What in the? You a grown ass man? <laughs> but curvy as a grown man. Anyway, that aside, you had these like fucked up interpretations. You really thought oh, I'm a foreigner. I'm gonna just get ass just cause, like. And this motherfucker come over here and his ego got shattered. And I waited till he went back to Aruba. And he asked me, you know, we had like a very real conversation. And I think it was like totally soul shattering yeah. for you. But really, it was the second time I was there that was the true, true soul shattering. The second time. Yeah. Because at that point, like I had nowhere to run. Like I was in your house <clears throat> and... You know, like, I, there was no place to hide, and, like, you just got fucking real, like, so fucking hard so many times. I remember that, yeah. Like, literally, I, I am traumatized by saying, I am literally traumatized to sit in the car with you alone. Can't do it. <laughs> like, literally, I can't do it. Like, like, I can't do it. Like, I, like, I don't, I don't ever want to be in the car with you ever again going on long, on a long car ride. It just, it just makes me remember all those times. Sitting in there and just having you pretty much like rag on me. Yeah, well, because it's like you again going back to like how you were raised. I mean, you were never held responsible or to any standard. Any standard, man. None. I told you this is what I've talked about before when we were talking about you know growing up, childhood and stuff. That's what the father does. Your father fucking ego checks you, man. He checks your ass. He's just like. Oh, you think you're hot? Shit, you fucking dirt. Get the fuck back down there. You know, he occasionally lets you in. A good father does. But for the most part, he keeps you in fucking check. He lets you know, like, hey, motherfucker, you ain't really all you think. Yeah, you ain't you know? Billy Big Dick. No, that's what my dad calls a motherfucker who thinks he's bad. Billy Big Dick. Nah, you ain't Billy Big Dick. You think you're Billy Big Dick. You just, you know, you got to earn your way up. And no one checked your ego. Nobody told you the truth, you know? And, I mean, yeah, your mom fucking bullied you and shit about being fat, this, that, and the other. But, I mean, really, like, it never registered because you just refused to register it. You never, ever yeah, acknowledged but she, Yeah, but she also, she would also boost my ego. Yeah, like, so, I mean, it's like a also, yeah, like it was, toxic situation. Yeah, well, you know, we've talked enough about her, though, so. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's just a... We, if you want to know more about that, fucking just go back an episode or two. Yeah. Get a couple episodes back. Talking yeah. about our childhoods and shit. It, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there, y'all. Yep. <laughs> I, I made I made quite a. I made my feelings very clear by the end. Yeah, he he rage quit the podcast. Yeah, I rage quit the fucking podcast, and in 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 somewhat of a way. Yeah. 
anyway, so but yeah, so after after coming back, yeah, I started going to find another job, also in the movie theater. This time I actually got some close to what I wanted, but still wasn't getting what I wanted. But I, you know, this time around, I had a much better attitude where I just like I was thinking, all right, look, you know, I may not get exactly what I want here. This is close enough. Just gotta like just gotta wait, bite my time until the position I want opens up to actually jump on it. And when it did, I kind of I tried to get, it, but they they fucked me over and hired someone else for it. And usually at this at this point, I wanted to quit so bad. They even gave me the option to quit, but I didn't because at that point I just realized I wanted to go back to the U.S. You know, very bad. Like I had a like I had a great time in that one week. I mean, I was terrible. I was terrible in that one week, but I still had a great time, and I wanted to go back there because I still, I still had somewhat of an ego. So I tried to buy my time. Eventually, I got fired, uh, not for anything I did, but because those people were just fucking assholes. And then Sounds I legit. came back. What? Sounds legit. Wasn't no, anything I, I did. They're just assholes. No, I mean like, well, maybe there's something I did, but you're not aware. You're not aware. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not aware of it. I. I just know like the last time I had any interaction with those guys is, they fucking be berated me right in front of my face, for like just bringing up a legitimate question I had, and shit talking to your other employees. So yeah, you were shit talking the other employees. I was. I was like. Well, that's I why was... right there. I mean, that's Josh got fired. From that, Josh did a fucking motherfucker. Frank did a uh, like an online tech support job. He got fired for that exact same reason. Really? Yep. Well, I don't know. I wasn't actually shit talking people. Just the management staff was shit talking people. I thought you said you were shit talking them. I was fucking lying there. I was joking. I thought you were joking with me, bro. Mm, I'm a little suspicious about it. <laughs> I don't know about this. I think you're. I think you fucking with me. Anyway. But anyway, so I got fired. And then I came for the second time uh, to the U.S. North Carolina. Yeah, this, this time, time we stayed here for a couple months. You actually yeah, because, made a go of it. You yeah, this, busy. yeah, this was around the time you got diagnosed with mitral regurgitation. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I, I was still like just arrogant, still had my ego, and I just wasn't doing anything. I really wasn't. I was just being a lazy asshole at, at your house, and like, there were so many times that you just reality checked me. Like every time, like I still remember when you got your hair cut and you came in. <laughs> I was I was in your living room watching TV. For context, I had my hair super long, yeah, and half of it was shaved off for like the fucking longest time. And all I did was just cut it a lot shorter because yeah. it was getting my fucking nerves, it was getting my eyes, and I wore bandanas and shit all the time. Yeah. And then when you got when you got home, I saw it. I was like, I don't like it. Yeah. I like I like. I don't fucking I like know. It. Like no, like most people just don't, and it's okay that to not like something, but like just the fucking lack of awareness. Yeah. Like your inexperience around other fucking human beings. You're that poorly structured socially yep. i don't like it the fucking no other words i don't like it you should grow it back like i yep. just it's like a fucking year's worth <laughs> grow it back start over <laughs> yeah okay 
pretty much, pretty much. And and after that, you just kind of like didn't talk to me for yeah, almost the whole day. Yeah, yeah you I was very pissed. pissed. And it's like, and I just like you, and you didn't know, and you don't know this because I, I didn't tell you shit. But like, I knew you were mad for that comment, but legitimately, in my mind, at that time, I did not think I had done anything wrong. I thought I was in the right. And that you were just being overly sensitive. Hmm. I, I truly believe this in my mind. And then, you know, I talked to Libby that night. And she kind of like told me, yeah, you know, you're, you were pissed at me for that comment. And then, hmm. you know, I kind of tried to walk over to you and talk to you and try to like apologize. Oh, I remember this conversation. Go ahead. I re- I'm just and saying then, I remember this very vividly. Yeah. And then you just kind of like, Whoo. and then you just, you just let go. You just ripped in me. You that just was the bad. Like, you just did now back. You pretty much you told me off. You told me how. You know, like I'm I don't remember what I said. I, I anyway, not to. Interrupt, I, I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, if you but, remember it, please recollect it. I I, so I remember pretty, the conversation. I just don't yeah, remember what so I said. So pretty much, you were like, you know, you're always like this. You know, you always fucking rag on people, shit talk them. You know, like to their face without thinking about it. Uh, you don't you don't ever stop to think about. You know, the other person. Uh, this, this is what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. Right. And and pretty much, you know, you just say, like, it's, you know, you don't do that. You don't, like, just see someone do, like, you don't open up a conversation like that saying you don't like their hairstyle. Like, what, what person does that? That's not normal behavior. And then you just kind of start getting very real with me and saying, like, and you know, like, it's like I'm not even really mad at you. Like I expect, I've come to expect this. Like I, you know, that's just how you are. Like I can't expect more out of you from that. And it was just, it was hard to listen to. Yeah. Like it, legitimately, because you know, folk, folks, you gotta understand. Here. If there is one person in this world who's who I truly respect more than anyone whose opinion merits me a lot who literally means the world. like the person who means the world to me is this motherfucker right here that i'm talking to my co-host you know mitch moxley here yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah like this, this motherfucker is like you know my fucking brother here i i love this man like i'm not afraid to say i don't care how Gay fucking sounds. I love this man. Yeah, no homo. No homo. <laughs> maybe a little homo. Maybe I'll. Maybe I would roofie him. Maybe uh, Libby would not be fucking surprised in the least. <laughs> but no, all all can say I, I fucking love this guy. And to hear, and to hear these things coming from him. It 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 hurt. It killed me inside. It killed me inside to hear these things because I mean and this is fucked up because what he was what he was saying it was it wasn't new to me like hearing those words were not new to me I've come to expect it from like my family but they've always been like very mean about it been very mean and negative and vindictive about it with me 
I and I've come to expect that from them, but not from Mitch because I always thought Mitch had my back. Mitch always has my back, and if there's one motherfucker in this world who who treats me who treats me fun, well, it's this motherfucker right here. And to just kind of like hear this shit from him, it just it broke my heart. I felt alone. I, I felt like I, I legitimately felt like alone, like I had nobody. And I mean, like I'm not saying that he was doing this maliciously. He wasn't. He was just telling me my truth here. But it was just so hard to listen to. And I legitimately broke down in tears, crying in front of him in his house. Like, because it was just so hard to listen to. And I, I, and I didn't want that to be true, but it was. It, it very much was. It just. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's hard was, to say. It, yeah, it, it, it broke me. It, it legitimately yeah. did. It broke me. It's very hard to. It's not easy on the other end. You know, when you you have to shatter someone's delusion, right? And that's what I had to do. And it's I got no joy. It's not about the haircut. Okay, I don't no. really care. It's not. It's no, not it about that. No, it wasn't. The haircut. It was never it's fu- it's haircut. like the it fucking just... pickle jar. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the pickle jar thing where it's like you can't get the fucking pickle jar off. You're not really mad about the pickle jar. Shit yeah. just built up, and it was. A, I really couldn't care less about your individual appear fucking opinion of my different. haircut. It was just yeah. like the. Final it was thing. just. It's just yeah that your behavior, where you were just so. At a loss for how to interact with people and how, and again going back to sort of the the thesis to this whole thing is your relative inexperience with people, to where. You just it's like, you, you didn't know any better, but you should have known better, and it was it just becomes so typical. Yeah. That you, yeah. you you just yeah. didn't have a fucking filter. Like there's just some things you just. It's one thing to be honest. I consider myself a, a very honest and forthright and candid person, but I'm also respectful, and I know when to shut the fuck up. I know when to just stop. But your problem was that those fucking floodgates were open at all times. If the thought entered your head, it exited your fucking mouth immediately. Yep. You know, you, you were the definition of foot and mouth syndrome, and. Yeah, I, it, I'm sure it hurt, and it hurts to oh, say yes. because you Especially know, because... well, you you know how it, it's going to impact. It's yeah. like I, I knew that the words I was saying were going to fucking sting, but hearing it from your family isn't enough because you don't respect them, and they don't respect you, so it falls on deaf ears, right? Because you feel like, well, you're no better than me, but you actually respect my opinion and the things that I've done, so it it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear that from someone you respect. And and also, it just kind of like felt like, and a lot of what you were saying was kind of like that you were kind of like giving up on me, like yeah, uh, like I not see like how you felt yeah, kind of giving yeah. up on on me ever getting better, and that's yeah. like there's nothing you could do, like that. Just, like throwing just, my hands hands in the air and just being, yeah. you know, surrendering that this is this is who you are. You're never gonna fucking change. I'm so tired of it. And I just and I and I told you, man, like you know, straight up, like with tears running down my face, I. I fucking begged you to not give up on me because I needed you. Like I, like I, li- I literally couldn't face losing you. Yeah, this all sounds very gay. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a no, shit. I'm just, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm not bothered by am, I'm just saying. I am like, confident I enough in my. Yeah. I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to be able to, to say this to another man and not. No, and I'd be ashamed. Fine. I didn't think you know it doesn't bother me. I'm again. I'm very much used to it. 
Not fucking just and just and for the audience, I I love me pussy, okay? Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not a dick writer. I love pussy. Well <laughs> you also love traps, so let's not that too. Yeah, but that's they also not, have pussy. They have pussy when, too, man. They have ass pussy. They have boy pussy. Well, not boy pussy. That's illegal. You don't want to. That's fucking illegal, that's Dana. Why I, ass, that's why I said ass pussy. Yeah, boy pussy. It's definitely not. No boy pussy. You know, you got to be edge of consent. Anyway, I, but you're not riding their dick. You're fucking them. So I mean, I guess you're technically right. But either way, <laughs> yes. I mean, this was a critical point in your fucking future. You know, because I, I was sick of it. I was tired of it. And eventually it just ended on such a point where I felt you were just so pessimistic. And I believed in you more than you did. And you you were more giving up on yourself than I was. And you were just ready to quit. I remember you were ready to just go home and just be done. You know, and I was on the fence. Like, I, I yeah, I felt that way at that time. But I've always keep trying to fucking fight and this that and the other but yeah it was conflicting but you weren't trying you weren't improving so you go back to aruba and you know you fuck off for a bit spare all the bullshit details you come back this time you're here for six months this is the big leagues now you're really trying and you came out fucking swinging you did you you worked out hard you put in the effort you know you lost a lot of weight then of course i had heart surgery you totally backslid Yep. You're over here ordering fucking pizzas. You got $27 to your fucking name. We got shit in the freezer, you know. You can eat it any time. You just give up. You just gave the fuck up. You go out with all these girls. You just found excuses not to try. You know, and I don't want to tread too much on this territory. We've already talked about this before. But, yeah, a lot of it just boils down to this lack of complete experience and knowledge Yet, for some reason, as I fucking say in that book, I, I really meant it. I, and I swear, it's just so fucking relevant to all of our lives. It's this embryonic fucking arrogance, myself included. I know we haven't necessarily talked about me, uh, but this applies to me. It applies to the per- whoever the fuck listens to this. I promise you, this applies to you. It applies to everybody. You're merely the, the today's example where... Every fucking person has an embryonic arrogance. You come out that motherfucker believing you're the one. And then life humbles you. And I, you had to be humbled. When you were over here, you just thought, you know, the last time you were here, you did better. You did better each time. But yep. even still. It, yeah, it, like it, the last, the last be, time I was there, it just felt like. Too hard, though. It just felt like a better but still same version as the last time. Just just, it was like longer. It was just like more. You were more, more optimistic the last time because yeah. of the experience you had had prior, and you sort of learned a little bit. You know, you knew when to shut the fuck up. You knew this. You knew that, and you tried to do better. You did, but ultimately, when it when the going got fucking tough, you just gave up. Yep. You know, you just you just gave up and you just fucking imploded. And also, I just got also I just got very comfortable as well in the house. I just. Got in a, a groove of a routine, and I just you know like oh yeah, and it was more like a a, a fucking joyride. So yeah. you know you got to get out there, you got to experience, you have to be uncomfortable, and I think that's what you've learned now. And I mean, yeah. that's why I wanted to start on the whole job thing. You know, you're pushing carts, which is a cushy job for someone who's never had a job, uh, especially you know where you live. 
start now. And now, you know, you're the work you're doing now is, is no more noble, but you've been working there for over a year and you're not complaining, bitching, moaning. You just accept it for what it is. You have what you deserve. You don't deserve any more than that. You haven't earned any more than that. You know, you know that. You know that life has fucking humbled you. You have accepted, you know, when you eventually do make your way back over here, whenever that may be, you're going to come over here with a, with a more humble fucking mentality. And people are going to appreciate you more for it. People like kindness. Contrary to what idiots think, oh, fuck, girls love assholes. No, they like confident people. But they like people. There is a fucking method to the madness. To be confident, to really believe in yourself and believe in your capabilities. But at the same time, to understand that yeah. life is bigger than you. It's more yeah. than just you. Yeah, and the... Uh... You know, like to to like touch on like the on the, where I'm at right now, career wise, like, like yeah, like where I'm at right now is not any more nobler, but it's not that I've accepted that this is is all you'll ever be. You know, I mean, yeah, it's that it's it's just I right just now. understood. I've this is what I've understood. It's that if you want something, if you want to succeed in life if you want to be where you want to be you gotta work for it and that means sometimes starting at the very bottom like doing like shit work to like build yourself up because i can tell you right now in in the year that i've been working in this place that i'm currently at i went from a guy who thought he who had like a lot of serious doubts about about his ability to work, about where or not, you know, I contributed anything, where I could be a good worker or not, to someone who, like, now I'm very confident in my abilities. Like, I know, like, I know when it comes to social interactions with people, because uh, at my job, I have to deal with a lot of people every day, uh, both people I work with and people who come to the uh, customers, and I have, and I'm always having to deal with that shit, and and just the simple fact that I'm able to communicate so well with these people that many times they're going to leave my place, you know, bare, they're going to leave bare off than they came in, like just by, by having talked to me or by just like being in my presence. Not like, oh, I'm glorious, but just like I just put so much effort in being a yeah. sociable guy with these people and my skills as a worker itself, you know, like. I'm good with money. I never make mistakes. Yeah. You know, I've seen like what I can do when problems arise at work. When even when I, even when I make a mistake, you know, I've learned to solve it. Like not to. No, wait I thought you never make mistakes. What happened? Yeah. You just said no, you I never s- make mistakes. Now you're saying you make monetary wise. I don't make mistakes. Uh-huh, okay, well. I'm watching you, motherfucker. We'll see. <laughs> well, all right. Let me let me uh, rephrase it. At the beginning, I was making mistakes, left, like left and right, because I was still new, didn't really have too much experience. It, this might as well have just been my very, my first job as well, you know, like the the feeling of being there. But it's because I've I've had to make some mistakes and, and learn from them and do better and fix it myself that I've learned to not make mistakes. Yeah, I will still make a mistake here and there, but but like at a plate where I'm good at, 
I don't make mistakes. Yet. Like if I'm really good, this one aspect, I'm good. I don't make mistakes. I make sure to always do it right. Again, you could make mistakes for human. You know, we're not always perfect. We're not going to always do the perfect things. We're always going to make mistakes. We're always going to fumble. But yeah, I think inside that I don't ever make mistakes is that I just know enough to avoid making it. And if I do, I know enough to to rectify it, to fix it, to make sure, you know, yeah. everything turns out right at the yeah, end. Yeah, you've gained experience. I mean, yeah. through, all, through, all the, through all the platitudes, that's that's really where we're at here, is you've gained experience. You you come in, film fucking hot, hot and heavy. You know everything. You're the big, big dick, Billy Big Dick. You, you're the fucking one. Don't, don't matter your flaws, your mistakes. You're the fucking guy, you know? And again, Frank... Frank is your foil, dude. That motherfucker is... He's your foil, friend. I thought Brandon was my foil. No, he's fucking foil. Frank foil, dude. Frank foil. I'm telling you. Because he had that fucking super Asperger mentality. And he's still like that. He's still like that. Where, you know, genuinely... Now, I don't fucking know if either of you have Asperger's or whatever, you know? But he... I'm quite certain he does. I'm not a doctor. But still... This fucking guy, it. I know this is totally. No one knows who the fuck we're talking about. This guy we know, or that I know. He generally, genuinely, he thinks he is just the hottest fucking tits. He just thinks he's a fucking guy. Still, this dude is like thirty-two years old, lives at home with his mother, and this motherfucker really thinks he is the smartest, sharpest dude in the fucking room. You know, and and just the fa- and again. He genuinely believes this. It's not a front. It's not an act. And a lot of folks are like this, dude. A lot of people are like this. And the reason is because they have so little fucking experience interacting with other people in the world that they don't know how skewed their view is. A lot like you. You know, had you had we never met and you never, you know, and I don't know how you would turn out if we hadn't met. You know, Probably we'll, we'll worse. Know. Probably a worser person. Probably Frank. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll never know, but that's sort of the, what I'm implying is that, you know, you coming here was good for you even when you failed because you got to experience so much. Much of it was failure, but it still checked your ego and allowed you to really see yourself objectively where you saw yourself as like, oh, look at my fun, messy hair and I'm I'm a little chubby. I'm a little chubby. Me-. No, 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 no. You're very fat and you look like shit and you need to get in shape. And your social skills are fucking terrible. Okay? You just viewed it as like, I'm a funny, quirky, slightly chubby guy. Like some fucking, that funny, quirky fucker in a movie or some shit. Yeah, I thought it was Chris Farley. Yeah, you thought you were Chris Farley. No, Actually, dude. Actually, maybe it was. Because Chris Farley died alone. <laughs> yeah. You you really thought you were that guy. No, man. There It wasn't like this charming, quirky, chubby guy. It was just some person who was just really overweight, really sad, very alone and had no idea how to interact with other people because you had had so fucking little experience doing it you know so you have to and i was just talking to jeremy about this today and i've said this so many times on this fucking podcast i'm sure the two people listening are so fucking sick of it but really and truly you just have to be uncomfortable you have to be you have to be. You will. I promise you, promise you, promise you. You have my fucking word. Pinky promise. Okay? You will not gain any fucking ground in this life 
if you do not put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Every single person that I know that has remained inside of a cushy little bubble and hasn't experienced anything even reminiscent of being uncomfortable has gotten fucking nowhere. They're in the exact same place they were when I left the place I grew up in. Okay? They're the same fucking person. You have to be. You have to suffer. You have to hurt. There, there are no quick fixes. You know, you get your heart broken. There's not a pill for that. Okay. You might think there's an antidepressant. That's not anything. You're just shoving it down. You, you're going to hurt. You're going to cry. You're going to feel fucking alone. It's just, it's going to suck. You're going to be angry. You're going to be miserable. And you're going to have a lot of doubts. And you're going to have a lot of revelations. You know, when you fucking fit, when you get fired from your fucking job, you know, when you fail at anything in life, you're just, it's, it's going to happen and you have to eat it. You can't walk around like you have the biggest dick on the block and just assume you have all the answers. I promise you, you don't. I promise you, myself, you, and any motherfucker listening to this, you are a fraction of, you are a fraction as intelligent as you think that you are. I promise you that. You, what, what you really are in, con- in comparison to your ego is a fucking granule of salt. A granule of salt. You have to check yourself. Humble yourself in, uh, amid the fucking world. And once you do that, once you lay your fucking head down on that ground and bow the fuck down to nature, to the totality of life and everything that has been, is, and will ever be, is when you can truly let go and learn. It's when you can truly embrace the world and everything around you. Everyone I've ever known who walks around thinking, I have all the fucking experience in the world. I've read everything. I've seen everything. I've done everything. I know everything. Are the people that know less. They are the dumbest fucking people I know. They are the absolute dumbest. I can't, I can't begin to tell you how many days, damn near every day, somebody tells me something or I read something or come across something and I say, oh, wow, I never knew that. That's interesting. Every fucking day. Every day. And I want that to happen until the day I die. I, every single day, I want to learn something that I've never learned. And that should be a goal. Everyone should have that goal. You wake up, you should try to learn something you didn't fucking know. Learn a new, a, a new skill. Learn anything. doesn't matter how trivial it is. does not fucking matter. Okay? A factoid. A, a, a bit of trivia on the internet. Just really embrace the fucking chaos of life and embrace the fact because that's what people want they want control they want to feel like they know everything they have control of everything everything is in a and as someone who is very orderly and very fucking organized and this i accept that life uh, i'm just buying time i know in my cozy little room with my my little collectibles and my books and my this and my that my perfectly aligned this and this i know realistically a motherfucking hurricane can tide through here and just rape my house and I'm done. I know that shit. I know that. I know I have an expiration date. I know I could. my fucking heart can stop right now. And I'm done. And my stupid little Apple Watch is going to go, beep, 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 beep. Hey, are you dead? You want to call 911? We detected a fall. <laughs> I fucking know the day can come for me, for you, for anybody. But I'm humble enough to admit it. I'm more than willing to, to accept that I know so little. I went to the doctor yeah. the other day. Talk to my fucking doctor. He's, he's a fucking doctor. I don't know. I, I know a lot for a patient, but this fucking guy checked my ass. He's just like, check, 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 check. You think you fucking know? Let me teach you a bunch of shit that you are way too stupid to know. You didn't know. You're not stupid so much as ignorant. 
I didn't, and I love that. I love that so much. I love walking in there and with a preconceived notion and walking out with a totally different perspective. I want to be wrong. I don't want to be right. I am a lot of the time, but the reason I am a lot of the time is because I go into something and very much acknowledging that I very well could be wrong. And when I am wrong, I'm more than eager to admit it. And as a result, I end up learning something new. And that's why I continue to grow and, and, and gather new experiences and this, that, and the other. It's because I say yes to life. I, I don't assume to have all the answers. I don't assume to be the master of everything. I yeah, fucking humble myself yeah. before the it's, fucking gaze of life. It's like that old Chinese proverb. He who knows not and knows not that he knows not is a fool. He who knows not and knows that he knows not is willing. <laughs> it's quite a mouthful. <laughs> yes, and and just for the record, guys, like I'm not trying to impress anyone, but like, oh shit, this nigga knows that. <laughs> he knows that sh- that shit from the top. No, I'm like, I'm literally reading it on online here. I have Google up. I'm See, reading it right there. That's a perfect example <laughs> where he was not so arrogant that he thought that he fucking knew exactly what to say, and he was so sharp trying to show you. Look, look at my experience and my knowledge. And my, he's just like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot, and this guy who's much smarter than me said this long ago, so let me fucking read it verbatim. And yeah. now you know. See, now you have the experiences. You have listened to this fucking very insightful podcast, and you have now opened your, your, your mind and fucking body and spirit and all those other things, and you're like, oh, wow. You got to the end. You listen for an hour, and you're like, "Did I really, really just listen to an hour of mundane, fucking nothingness?" So some motherfucker could read a <laughs> shitty quote to me from like a thousand years ago off fucking Google. Fuck this yeah. guy. But you know, that's I mean, life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, your takeaway could be here that not everything, not every experience is worth doing, and maybe it's a waste of your fucking time. But see. You could still learn something from this. You could still learn something from this to, to spend your time more wisely, perhaps elsewhere. Yep. I mean, it's only you only ever waste time when you don't learn anything from it. Like, if you do something that you learn absolutely nothing about, then yeah, waste of time. But yeah. hey, you learn. Fuck y'all. Y'all cannot say that. So I don't want to hear any <laughs> shit. If we get a comment or something, you learn that little fucking adage there at the end. And also, if you feel like we've wasted your time here, then you've learned to not listen to us ever again. Yeah, so you learned something. <laughs> yeah. I think we've all learned something here today. We've all learned. Uh, yeah, pretty today. much. We've and all just... learned to not, <laughs> to really just not listen to us. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> fucking terrible. unsubscribe. Actually, don't. <laughs> And buy my fucking book. God. <laughs> buy two of them. Buy, buy you know, it's a good early Christmas gift and also good door stoppers. Yeah. And if you're like super religious, just burn it. That's fine. Yeah. Or if you just need firewood, I mean, that's good too for that. Yeah, you can wipe your ass. The pages are very high quality. I don't know about uh, the Amazon prints, but my personal prints are. Well, you know? how, about, how about using it as a rolling paper for weed? That's okay too. And then maybe you can like <laughs> absorb the knowledge off of the pages as you smoke it. And I don't if, you do, way. if it does, uh, I would strongly recommend uh, doing Supernova or uh, uh, Larry Levis. Those would probably be fun ones. Yeah, to, yeah uh, they're in the fucking book. 
It's called Raw. Yeah. Mitchell Moxley, go buy it. In store tonight. Okay, now. yeah, I'm not shilling at all. Uh, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up, y'all. Talk to y'all yeah. later. Bye, guys.